Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series on the book of Romans with this message entitled, The Key to Holiness. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans 6.1. Now here is our Bible teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to delight in your holy word. Deliver us, O Lord, from our hypocrisy of affirming the authority of the word but denying it in our practical life. Lord, your word is truth. Your word is the standard. Your word is the authority. Not any political philosophy or some other understanding. It is your word that is truth because you have spoken it. And we are told all scripture, not part of it, all scripture is God breathed. It is God spoken. Therefore, O oh God, help us to delight in it, that we may delight in God and delight in God's saints, that we have no part with those who hate God and God's word. Help us in the days ahead to prove ourselves to be the people of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Uh, please turn to chapter 6, and I want to call your attention to the emphasis in the first 13 verses on this key idea of death. Death. So you find the word death, dead, die, crucify many, many times in this section. So that is the key idea. And if you don't understand that idea, then you understand nothing. You cannot be a Christian because this text is giving us answer why we should not continue in sin. So take a look at it. Verse 2, we died to sin. Verse 3, we baptized into his death. Verse 4, buried with him. Through baptism into death. Verse 5, we have been united with him. Like this in his death. Verse 6, for we know that our old man, not old self, old man, was crucified with him. And verse 7, because anyone who has died. Verse 8, now if he died with Christ. Verse 9, we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. Verse 10, that death he died, he died to once for all. Verse 11, in the same way, count, consider, 
reckon, exercise your mind. You are dead to sin. And verse 13. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death. Key idea. You see, if you don't understand this, and the devil doesn't want you to understand this, and your mind will be distracted, and you live in misery and gloom and hopelessness and disobedience and wanderings, and when pastor speaks, you don't understand a thing. And I'm shocked what is happening in the heads of people who profess themselves to be Christians. We are to be founded upon the word of God. I don't believe in the truth of man's word. I don't care who that man is. I believe in the truth of God's word. There's only one book in which that truth is given to us. So I want to speak to you from these verses on the subject, the key to holiness. There are more verses in the entire Bible on holiness. In reference to our ethical life in the world, then the teaching on justification which is foundational key to holiness key to happiness sir what is the only basis of our salvation it is the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ think on it the great event that took place in the midpoint of time in this world, Christ died and rose again. Our union with Adam brought us sin, condemnation, and death. But our union with Jesus Christ by faith canceled all that and brought us righteousness, justification, and eternal life. Take a look at Romans 5.20 where we read, where sin abounded, grace superabounded. And St. Paul knew that this abounding grace could be misinterpreted. And it was. It produced throughout the history of Christianity the perversion, which is very prominent, especially in all denominations of Protestantism, of today, namely antinomianism. Anti-law life, an immoral life. The slogan is, only believe and live as you please. Only believe and sin all you want. More sin means more grace, means more forgiveness, means more glory to God. That is pure perversion. That is worse than all other sins we are opposed. Saint Paul opposes this Christian heresy as Saint Jude did in his epistle and Saint Peter in his second letter. 
So point number one is antinomianism, sir. And point number two, I will speak the key to holiness. Antinomianism. So in Romans 6, 1, Paul asks, Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? Shall we stay on in the sphere of sin that we may obtain more grace? In this chapter, sin always appears in the singular. You look at it about 15 times. It is personified, it is pictured as a king. Chapter 5, 21 and 6, 12. A slave master. Chapter 6, verse 6. And a world ruler. Chapter 3, verse 9. The whole world is under the authority of sin and death. And behind sin and death is the personal devil. The God of this world. Every unbeliever. Whether king or president or magistrates or justice. Every son of Adam is ruled by the king's sin. King death and king Satan. Every unbeliever. Which includes your unbelieving father and mother and uncle. And neighbor is a slave of sin. It is Jesus Christ who defeated Satan, sin and death on the cross. That sets free the believer from this most heinous and tyrannical slavery. But the gospel, friends, is this. A believer is taken out of the sphere of sin, sphere of death. And Satan is brought into the sphere of righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. From sin to righteousness, sir. From condemnation to justification. From death to life. From darkness to light. From Satan to Christ. From the tyrannical slavery to sin. To the glorious liberty of the children of God. In and through Jesus Christ. So we read in Colossians 1 and verse 13. For he has rescued us. From the dominion, authority, kingdom of darkness. And brought us into the kingdom of the Son. He loves in whom we have redemption. The forgiveness of sins. We were united with Adam before. No longer. By faith we are now and forever united with Jesus Christ. And we read in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30. It is because of him that is God the Father. He is the one who took the initiative. It is his plan of salvation. It is because of him you are in Christ Jesus. Who has become for us wisdom from God. Righteousness, holiness and redemption means glorification. In this spiritual union with Jesus Christ, we become justified, sanctified, and glorified. 
Jesus Christ is our justification. He also is our sanctification and our glorification. Therefore, he who has been justified is being sanctified and shall surely be glorified. It is an utter impossibility, in other words, to be justified and not be sanctified. It is an utter impossibility to come under the almighty kingship of grace and still live under the control of the slave master sin. Friends, grace has defeated king sin, king death, and king the devil. A believer is under Christ, under grace, is ruled by grace. He cannot be at the same time under sin and under grace. Grace and sin are opposites, as Christ and the devil are at enmity. We read in Hebrews 2, 14 and 15, Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Look at St. John. He tells us in 1 John 3, 8, he who does what is sinful is of the devil. Because the devil has been sinning from the beginning, the reason, the reason, sir, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Therefore, a believer cannot go on sinning. That grace may abound. Make a it all. Unthinkable. An assertion to say what? Let us go on sinning that grace may abound. Blasphemy! He cannot stay on in the realm of sin. He cannot stay on in Egypt. He's taken out. He's not in Egypt. He is in the kingdom of God under the rule of Christ and grace. A person who claims to be a believer and continues to serve King Sin is a liar. He is not saved at all. Think about it. He is not saved at all. He lives in a fantasy land. To him, Christ will speak on that day, depart from me. You workers of anomia, lawlessness, antinomianism. So point number two is what? The key to holiness, the key to happiness is union with Jesus Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection, friends, resurrection. The key to holiness is to know the truth that we believers died with respect to sin once for all in the death of Christ. 
we died to our former master sin sin did not die we died to sin sin has no claim upon a slave who just died he who died is free with respect to sin this idea of death of the believer to sin in and with the death of Jesus Christ appears 13 or more times in the first 13 verses so it is the key to our understanding of holiness or what we call sanctification so look at verse 2 we died to sin with respect to sin it is past history it doesn't say we are dying to sin we die to sin we died to sin as our master we have been taken out of his kingdom we are no longer there for sin to rule and tyrannize us king sin lost a subject king grace king jesus gained a subject wages of sin is death romans 132 512 and 623 christ I have no further obligation to sin anymore. He demanded death and death. He's paid. I have been set free. Oh, if the Son sets you free, you are indeed free. Let's praise the Lord. Before I was dead in trespasses and sins. Now the situation changed. I am dead to sin. Paul says in Ephesians 2, all of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Total slavery. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive, notice with Christ. Even when we were dead in trespasses, it is by grace you have been saved and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Union with Christ in his death and in his burial and in his resurrection and in his session. Colossians 3, we read, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Turn to chapter 6 and verse 17 of Romans. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin. Used to be, sir. Former life. In Adam life. Not our present life. 
Look at verse 22. But now, but now, sir, but now you've been set free from sin and have become slaves to God. Set free, sir. Set free, sir. Who set you free? The Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost set you free. Free, sir. We are free. The question is how and when we died to sin. We died to sin in our baptism. The answer says, don't you know the meaning of baptism, he asked to the Roman Christian. Don't you know the meaning of, meaning of baptism? Are you ignorant of the meaning of baptism? Because he knows everyone in the apostolic church was baptized in water. Don't you know what does that mean? In the early church, water baptism was not an optional extra. Every believer was baptized and knew what believers' baptism symbolized. Baptism symbolizes death. Jesus said, I have a baptism to undergo and how distressed I am until it is completed. Jesus was speaking about his crucifixion. In the New Testament, the mode of baptism is immersion, which called for plenty of water. John 3 verse 23 and Acts 8 and verse 38. Baptism signifies in a dramatic way our death in and with the death of Jesus Christ. In apostolic times, baptism followed immediately upon confession of faith in Jesus Christ. Baptism represents union with Christ in all phases of his mediatorial work. He died with Christ, buried with Christ, and raised with Christ. Immersion points to our death with Christ. Going into the water points to our death with Christ. Submersion, that is being underwater, points to our burial. And immersion, coming out of the water, points to our resurrection with Christ. We come on the other side of the grave, sir. The resurrection side, the eternal life side. We come on the other side of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Those who are wanting to be antinomians, Paul says, don't you know the meaning of our Christian baptism? Paul says in Colossians 2 and verse 12, Having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through our faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. Let's take a look at verse 10 of chapter 6. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. And look at verse 2. We died to sin because Jesus Christ died to sin once for all. In his death, we died to sin once for all. And therefore, verse 11 says, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin and alive to God. From now on, I'm living by resurrection life to serve God. Not God and the devil. Serve God, sir. And that's what I said, if you don't love the word of God, ask the word of God and ultimate authority. You are not saved, sir. 
You are not saved, sir. And I say to this morning, repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that you may be saved to love God and to live for God and delight in God's word. Hallelujah. That declares this glorious freedom to us in Jesus Christ. Christ died for our sins. Christ paid the price. The wages of sin is death. Christ died with respect to sin once for all. He came to die once. He was raised by the glory of the Father. That is the power of the Father. He returned to heaven. He lives forever. He never dies again. Sin and death had rule over him once. Because he took our sins and its penalty upon himself. He himself was without sin. He died to pay our price. Our penalty. Yet death could not keep him in the grave. Because he was without sin. So he was raised by the glory of God. By the power of God. Hallelujah. He never dies again because his death was completely effectual. In his death, we died spiritually in his burial. We were buried spiritually in his resurrection. We are raised in our spirit. And at his second coming, we shall be raised up physically also. Who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. I don't believe in anybody else to save me sir no country no politician nobody i trust in jesus christ in his death in his burial in his resurrection he's my savior he's my god he's my lord he's my life my life is hid with christ in god you go ahead trust in everybody else not i hallelujah so we are no longer united with adam in his sin and condemnation and death we are no longer represented by him we have a new representative we've been taken out of adam and united to christ by faith we are united to his death burial and resurrection as our baptism indicates jesus christ never dies again so in jesus christ we never die again he who lives and believes in him shall never die death can only send him to the very presence of God he lives forever and so we live by his resurrection life we are in Christ we are vitally united with Christ as branches are united to the vine his life is our life His victory is our victory. His death is our death. Sin is defeated. Death is defeated. Devil is defeated. Christ is king. Grace is king. Hallelujah. And we who receive the abundance of grace due to our vital union with Christ, we are kings also. Chapter 5 verse 17. No longer sin is king. No longer death is king for me. Grace is king. Christ is king. And we are kings under him. We are seated with Christ. Our life is hidden with Christ in God. So as kings we live a victorious Christian life. We rule over sin, death and the devil. 
We declare war against sin, death and the devil. We resist the devil by the gospel and he flees from us. Why? Because he knows Christ defeated him by his death. He knows we know Christ defeated him by his death. The devil knows we are united with Christ in his death, burial and resurrection. So he runs from us as we exercise faith in the gospel. As Christians, we have power. Did you hear that, sir? As Christians, we have power. Not political power. Not economic power. Not education power. But we have power of God. Power of the Holy Spirit. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. We have power, sir. We are not weaklings. We are not nothing. We have power. Supernatural power. In the life of God, the power of God flow into me and making me able to do what is right. Not to live in sin any longer. Hallelujah, Lord. We have power. Let's wait to say it together. We have power. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. We have powers. And not white power, black power, yellow power, military power. No, sir. We have power of God. That's right, sir. And in First John chapter 5, verse 18, we are told we know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who was born of God keeps him safe. And in the Greek, so that in the Greek, so and the evil one cannot touch him. I am held by Christ and held by the Father. You think the evil one can touch me? Impossible! He who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. We are held by the hand of Christ and the hand of the Father. Nothing in the whole world can defeat us and separate us from the life and love of God. We died to sin. Hallelujah. In the death of Christ, we are risen with Christ. What's the purpose, sir? You read it to serve God, not to serve sin. Therefore, friends, remember Christ's resurrection. It is the ultimate proof of the total defeat of sin, death, and the devil. And the world. And all powers opposed to God. We are on the other side of the grave. Sin and death and the devil have no claim on us or hold on us. We have been set free from all these things to serve God in the resurrection life don't look at yourself and and mourn about your weakness and your misery look to God look to Jesus Christ died buried and risen when Christ died you died with him when he arose you also arose with him we were in him when he died and rose again. Yet it was credited to us, put into our account. It became effectual to us when we believed and baptized. So our union with Christ has certain purposes. Ask it. What is the purpose of this union with Christ? This union with Christ, friends, is the mother of all doctrines. It speaks of what is true 
of us in Christ. This is not imagination. This is not fantasy, sir. It speaks of what is true of us. Number one, it is impossible for true believers to continue in sin. Sin no longer our master. We die to sin. Number two, we are risen with Christ. We live Christ's life. His resurrection life. Jesus came to give us this life. An unbeliever is dead as he lives. Oh, he is very proud. He, he flies in his own plane and goes and here and pretends to be somebody. He is dead. He's under the wrath of God. He's a dead man walking. Don't be envious of dead men walking. But we walk in the newness of life, we are told. That means in the newness consisting in eternal life. That is, we live our daily life in the life of Christ. You, people, everything we do, we do by this resurrection life. We cook and we clean, we go to work, we make decisions, we suffer, we worship and we proclaim the gospel. We are killed in the power of resurrection life. We work, we raise our families, we live in the world, we worship, we make decisions, we proclaim the gospel, we suffer and sleep in this resurrection power of the Holy Spirit. Think about it, friends, when you murmur and complain. The death and resurrection of Christ matters, in other words, in our everyday life. It is not some fantastic idea that has no relevance to our life now. Our old life, our old sinful humanity is dead, is crucified, it's gone. It does not exist anymore, it is crucified with Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. That's the old blasphemer Paul. I no longer live. But Christ lives in me, the life I live in the body now. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I live. The new man, the new man, Paul lives in the power of the resurrection life. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 5:14 and following for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore what said all died, all died, died to sin, in other words, and he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves as before, but for him who died for them and rose again. Second Corinthians 13 verse 4 For to be sure he was crucified in weakness Yet he lives by God's power Likewise we are weak in him Yet by God's power We will live with him to serve you Christian life We live by God's power 
1 Peter 4, 1 and 2, Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because he who suffered, that is, died in his body, is done with sin. Finished. As a result, he does not live the rest of his earthly life for evil human desires, rather for the will of God. We are done with the reign of sin. We are finished with the reign of death. We are finished with the rule of the devil, God of this world. We have nothing to do with this. We are in Christ. Hallelujah. Let's praise God. Sir, we are untouchable. Nobody can touch us. We are in Christ. We are in heaven on earth. God dwells in us. We dwell in him. The body of sin has been disabled. It does not rule us anymore. We rule the body. Paul says, I beat my body and make it my slave. Our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. What a change. We have been bought at a price so we honor God with our body we do not continue in sin we cannot we are taken out of its realm and control we once were dead in sin following the ways of the world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air the spirit who is at work in the disobedient ones then we gratified the cravings of our sinful nature and thought total slavery and followed its desires and thoughts. We were objects of God's wrath, but thanks be to God for our new identity. We are in Christ. God made us alive with Christ. He raised us up with Christ. He seated us with Christ. We are a new creation, born anew of God. We have a new nature. We have a new dynamic. The Resurrection power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to obey the will of God before we were obedient to the devil and disobedient to God. Now it is all changed, sir. We are disobedient to the devil and obedient to God and we do so gladly. Hallelujah. This is salvation saved from God's wrath and the law that was against us. From sin and death and devil and the world. Hallelujah. We die to them all in Jesus Christ. We live to love and serve God in the life of Christ. Free. Free at last. God Almighty. I am free at last. Hallelujah. Not the political freedom or social justice freedom, but freedom in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I am free, sir, and you are free, and we all are free. Let's praise him. Shall we go on sinning that grace may abound? Unthinkable. Perish the thought. It's blasphemy. It cannot be. How can anyone trade life for death, freedom for slavery, joy for misery? There has been an emancipation proclamation from heaven. All slaves of sin who believes in Jesus are set free. My shackles loosed, my prison doors opened. I'm free to go. 
Believe it, friends. It is true. You are set free. Rise up. Go out into the sunlight, into the glorious liberty of the children of God. The stronger one, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has come and bound Satan to set us free. Go, friends, walking and leaping and praising God. Go with all God's people to live a new life in the service of God. Go with the saints of God to the heavenly Zion, singing praises of the superabounding grace of God. Hallelujah. Once we could only sin, non pose, non pecare. Now we have freedom to resist sin and live for God in righteousness, pose, non pecare. We have freedom from both the guilt and the power of sin. The gospel is the power of God and the salvation to everyone who believes. And friends, at Christ's second coming, we shall be glorified and brought into a state in which we will not sin at all, non posse pecare. A state superior to the state of Adam in his innocence, which was posse pecare, possible to sin. Yes, we are still tempted. Sin desires to reassert its authority in our life. But I resist. I'm no longer the old slave of sin. I'm empowered by Christ. I'm king. I rule. I fight. I oppose my faith. By the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, I wrestle and win. I stand the devils fall and flee. In God, I leap over walls. I am able to live a victorious life. For Christ died and rose again. In him, we died and rose again. And that is a fact. It is the greatest indicative. Friends, key to holiness is to know this truth. If you don't know this truth in your mind, you will be miserable and wretched and complaining and unhappy and going astray. Don't be ignorant. He says, Christianity demands not the sacrifice of our intellect. It demands the maximum use of our renewed mind. Know the gospel facts. Take a look at verse 3. Don't you know? The actual Greek is, are you ignorant? Are you ignorant? Do you read the Bible, sir? Do you learn to understand? Do you study to understand it? To know what has happened to you? Or look at verse 6. For we know. For we know. Paul wasn't ignorant. Paul knew the gospel. Oh, look at verse 9. For we know. And look at verse 11 in the same way. Count yourselves dead. Exercise your mind. Don't live as though you are still a slave. As though you are still under the dominion of sin, death, and the devil. You have been rescued. Hallelujah. You have been emancipated. Shackles are gone. No longer in prison. You are transferred to the kingdom of God. 
So know this truth and live as free men and women. Live for God. For we are no longer under sin, under its authority, under its power. We are now under grace, under its authority, under its power. And friends, we shall never fall from grace to go back to be under sin. Key, sir. Key to holy life. Key to happiness. Key to victory. Key to triumphant Christian life, not in heaven, here, in the midst of all tribulations and troubles and pain and misery. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for the gospel. Lord, help us not to be antinomians, abusers of grace. Help us, O Lord, to know that we died with Christ, buried with Christ, raised with Christ, seated with Christ. Hallelujah. Our life is hid with Christ in God. Help us to understand as branches we are united to the vine. Hallelujah. And the life of the vine, the life of Christ is flowing into us every moment. Help us to live by faith. Help us to know the gospel and enjoy forever a life of freedom. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Grace and Glory Audio with the message entitled, The Key to Holiness. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.